for? G. Marie taught me. Strives to help women of color navigate tough issues and life's lessons. From love, loss, to the advice I should have listened to my damn self, this self-help podcast promises to deliver unscripted, unfiltered, and unapologetic realness. I am your host, G. Marie, and you are now tuning in to G. Marie Taught Me, the podcast. (laughs) What's up, everybody? This is G. Marie. Coming to you live in the full effect with G. Marie Taught Me, the podcast. We are back with another episode. I am so excited to be joined by one of my good friends. I call him the Hip Hop Casanova. Um, he is also one of the, the many IG stories that I watch on a regular basis. And I know this nigga is tired of my shit. He's probably like, why does she always comment on my shit every time? But it's because... His IG stories are actually funny. So I want to put my hands and y'all hands together for my homeboy, The Essence. wrong with it i um i for the longest i hated doing uh, ig lives because i mean i I hate recording period just because i hate the sound of my voice and with everything shifting down here like i'm sitting here and baby girl is kicking my ass right now so Listen, the funny part about this uh this bullshit is it's a blessing to be growing life and to finally become a parent after all of these years. Um, but when I tell you I was at Target and I was walking around, I think this was like yesterday, and this older white lady, she saw me stop and I grabbed my stomach because I was like, ooh, she kicked the shit out of me. I was like, oh, okay. She said, baby. Is that a baby? And I'm like, yeah, it's a baby. Oh, don't you just love those little kicks and pushes and, and tugs? And I'm like, no. Like, this shit hurt. And she's strong as hell. So, no. <laughs> the fuck? You know, but uh, overall, though, uh, uh, it, it definitely has been a trying time for me. Um, not only as a soon-to-be mom, but as a human being. Because uh, creating life is not as easy as people make it out to be. And it's definitely, yeah, it hasn't been an easy journey, but, um, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I made it this far. We 27. So we almost done. We, we, yeah, we in the third trimester finally. Thank God. But nigga, I'm ready. <laughs> she need to come out. Man, everybody I hear, they talk about they you know, backflips or something in there. I'll be like, man, that's <laughs> Like, my child, literally, like, one day, after all the kicking and punching and shit, she tickled me like this. I was like, what the fuck? Uh, that's funny. <laughs> but, yeah, but, no, she, um, she's definitely, 
I'm so glad that she is active because I think that was the main thing I was worried about just as a, a new mom. Um, I, I'm a, obviously I'm gonna go more into more in depth with my pregnancy story, but, um, a lot of people will actually know a lot of people don't know. I was pregnant with twins. I did not know it. I lost one of the babies, uh, I think like six or seven weeks into my pregnancy. And at that time, you know, I was under the impression I was no longer a mom. I lost my child. So I was dealing with that. And then two weeks later, I went back to my OB and she was like, yo, I need you to go and get an ultrasound because something's not adding up. And I was like, okay. And I went and that's when a technician, she showed me my ultrasound and she was like, this is the baby that didn't make it. And this is the baby that's still there. And I was like, nigga, what? That is, that's a blessing. Okay. But here I am smoking hookah, drinking wine and shit. I didn't even had a shot of uh, crown apple and everything. Like, I was like, oh shit, I'm, I'm in here drowning my baby. Meanwhile, my baby in, the, in this bitch doing a worm. Like, hey, I'm still down here. What's up? So, okay, for real. Like, any any type of caffeine, if I drink it, her ass be like, oh, oh, let's do this. Let, let's do this. But overall, like I said, I'm, I'm very blessed and fortunate. Um, I should have known. I was gonna have twins. My husband is a twin, so I should have known that was gonna happen. But I was, I was keeping my fingers crossed. Like, dog, I hope I don't have twins because I can't do two. Not my first pregnancy. I can't do two. Mm -mm. My motto is that when I have kids, I want, I want three. But if, if my first set is twin, I'm done. <laughs> That's it. Like non-negotiable. One and done. If you get two at the same time, just... That's it. Yeah, yeah, my child is definitely she's getting a dog. That's gonna be her sibling. And she has a host of cousins. It'll be honestly, okay, it's only like two girls um on my uh husband's side of the family. Like it's all boys. So it's gonna be her and her cousin Layla, but everybody else all boys. And then it's all girls on my side. So I'm like, oh yeah, this really uh that was, that was kind of perfect, I guess. Right. I'm like, I, I guess this shit gonna work. So, yeah. So, all right. So, let's let's get into it about you. So, who is the essence? Like, who who are you? Um, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a man of many talents, <laughs> um, for sure. But, uh, for starters, I, I am a rapper, hip-hop artist. Uh, you know, that, that's, that's what I love. That's what I pride myself on. I do a lot of rapping. My homie, uh, my my bro's son just popped in here. That was my producer. His son just popped in. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, like, uh, that that's first and foremost. Like, that's what I love to do. I love rapping, making music. Uh, on the other side, I, I rehabilitate homes and, and rent them out also. So, you know, that, I guess that's the business side. <laughs> Gotta do a little business. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Meanwhile... I'm sitting here. I got HGTV on mute, so. I just got hip to the HGTV. That channel lit as hell. Yeah, what are you doing? Where have you been? Like. Watching cartoons. Uh, okay, I understand. Yeah, that, that's all right. I, I'll switch between HGTV and Lifetime Movie Network. So, and um, Ghost Adventures. Like, just some bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, like, you know. Um, real down every guy, chill. I feel like I'm, I'm filling out a Tinder profile for some reason. But I don't know, like, but nah, um, yeah, just you know, chill guy, silly. Obviously, if you see the it's 
while I'm chilling. I just want to make sure, like, you know, try to stop a lot of the, the homelessness going on out here. It's just like, all right, if I can get somebody a nice little crib, come together, you know, work on that type stuff. That was my my going into it. So I figured, like, you know, let me start that now. Uh, on That's good. That's really good. So I go forward with it. Well, good for you. I've been watching um your progress and stuff, and I was like, oh, okay, so he out here doing tiling and shit, and I know that's not easy. Uh, I'm my- been helping a lot though. I, yeah. I can't most of the uh, stuff like he's, it's really been like a mentorship role. That's my dad, so he's been showing me a lot of this stuff. He's been up here um for a couple months before you head back to Bermuda, so I'm just trying to soak up as much game as possible. So like. The next crib or whatever, I can I can have a handle on it, you know. You said Bermuda, like that was like Lansing. <laughs> <laughs> Bermuda, you know, he just gonna go back to Bermuda real quick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like nigga, what? That's that's not up the peninsula. That's not Traverse City. <laughs> Bermuda, you know. Wow. Okay. That's beautiful. So, uh, is the Bermuda Triangle real? Like, he hasn't really given me no crazy stories he told me no my mom told me one time she went and they was under like some I don't know if this, I was going to say disclaimer I don't know if this is true or if she was bullshitting with me but she was like it was in like this little cavern and it was like she was like underwater like but it was <laughs> like like we were breathing but like she was touching the water oh like, my gosh <laughs> She's like, oh I'm not God. joking. This is real. <laughs> I was like, you got She's like, yeah, I was touching the water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Jesus, what? I, mean, I, 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 I'm scared. So a lot of people go. But I don't know. I think my mom was pushing, but like, she tells the story to a lot of people. <laughs> She might be telling the truth. I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to find out. You know, I'm definitely not trying to touch water anytime soon. And I don't mean going swimming. I mean, like, just... It's just floating right here. You just... No, ma'am. No ham. I'm straight. I'm good. That's exactly what it is. Inception. I'm not fucking with it. I'm not going to test the waters. Literally. Figuratively. Physically, I'm I'm straight. I'm not even gonna do that. Okay, hell no, hell no. We won't go. So we not going to Bermuda. We just gonna. You you can go like it's dope, but I wouldn't. They talk about you want to touch the water though. <laughs> this is the only water I'm touching right here for the time being until baby girl come out. Do it a pink sand. Yeah, I'm straight. Well, that's good. I'm so glad um, that, you know, we do have somebody out here trying to get these homes together. I know that's something my husband and I, we talked about we wanted to do with his twin brother and um, his brother's wife, like flipping homes and stuff. Um, Actually, their little brother, he just purchased two trailers for like a really good price. And he's trying to flip them and sell them. So I'm like, hey, that's that's some good shit. That's really good, especially be 26 and putting your own money into something. So, but it's a lot of work. It's definitely like um, right now I'm going through like nightmare right now. Mm-hmm. I had it in like 
Bears. And we got somebody in there that's about to come in there next week. And we, you know, we talk to them, seeing everything. They, they look like genuine good people. But, like, um, the last people I had, a, I got a realtor. He, he knew some people to get in, and they got in. And then they just, it's just, it's crazy. It's like, I don't see how certain people live a certain way. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yep. like, I also look like this. Like, you got kids in here. Like, every, every room got a hole in it. Like, they didn't tore the doors off. Like, yeah, man, it's just this. It's, it's worse down there than it was upstairs, and like it was people living downstairs. It's like, you know, yes, you the, know. the cast of 300 was living in that bitch, just fucking shit up and kicking down with doors and shit. So, right now, I'm going through like a little process with courts to get them out of there expeditiously. We'll go in there, fix that up, and the people we getting in, they got some people to come in. So, I'm like, I'd rather have like. Like y'all have like stay so so you'll know like all right this is my people down here we'll trust but yeah man they, it, it it's it's way worse than I'm explaining it I'm gonna be honest it's way worse <laughs> it was crabs on the wall uh, smear peanut butter in this bitch I mean just everything was all fucked up fucked up windows the security door is gone like what happened to the security it is what it is. I, I look at it like I can't sweat over it right now. Like, you know, I mean, I'm an emotional guy, but like, I don't want to react sensitively to it. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I get mad and get to flipping shit. And <laughs> that's what I really want to do, but I'm like, I can't do that. Like, I just, I just gotta sit here waiting. Yeah. Wait, when is your birthday? June 30th. Oh, God damn it. You a cancer. That makes a lot of sense now. It makes a lot of sense. I just want to flip shit and just no, knock it off. I used to believe in the, um, I used to didn't believe in the Zodiac shit. No, it's real. But then uh, I started reading shit. I'm like, damn, this cancer shit kind of describes me to a T. Yes. Like, you are I'm a like, cancer. I'm, I'm a cancer to the T. Like, I'm an emotional man. Like, I, I can be insensitive. Yes. But you know what though, cancers are probably one of the most hilarious group of people. Like, I'm talking about, I'll pee on myself, messing around with like cancers, just sitting in a room with them and just chopping it up. I had a friend who I went to high school with, he was a cancer, and I'm I'm talking about, I was crying laughing every time, but that nigga was emotional too. He was emotional. I'll be noticing that now that I like, now that I understand it and I sit back and look, I do be emotional about shit, but it's just like, all right, let me just use this emotion in a positive way instead of reacting sensitively because mm-hmm. I'm upset about something. You know what I'm saying? Let me just sit back and understand myself. So it was like, once I kind of like admitted who I was and understand who I was, like they say, know yourself. Mm-hmm. It, like once you, you can't love yourself, you don't know yourself. Very true. Once, Loving myself and knowing myself, I realized like, all right, I react to certain situations this way because I feel a certain way. Yeah. I can't change how I feel about something. I'm an emotional guy. Right. Change how I react to it, and I know this is gonna set me off. Let me, you know, saying, let me calm down. Let me woosah this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes y'all be in y'all own head too, like. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's who I be in my head a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, see, you know what? And it's funny because I like I'm a Gemini. And you know what they say about Gemini's? Like, but uh, from what I'm being told, like it's a difference in a female Gemini and a male Gemini. And I agree. My brother is a male Gemini, nigga. <laughs> I don't know, like every Gemini counter I have, including you, been cool. But that's what I'm saying. Like, cancers and Geminis, like, we vibe. Like, it's not, it's never really an issue. I mean, like I said, we know when y'all being emotional and shit. Like, okay, this nigga being emotional, he'll be all right. But, like, male Geminis, like, there is a level of. Oh, this, my, my, my best friend is a Gemini. Like, it's the coolest nigga. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I, Probably because you ain't dating him. Right. You, you ain't dating him. Yeah, uh, I'm, and you know what the thing is, is that we're a good time. Like, I mean, we are a good time. We are definitely when they say he's like two or three people inside of us. We are a good motherfucking time. Okay, we are not boring. We are not boring. But um, I have been told a lot of people that they never think of me as a Gemini. Like, I don't come off as a Gemini. I'm usually really um, laid back, goofy, reserved. But it only takes so much out of me. Like for somebody to say something, and then I usually say something back. Like my mouth is a little reckless, and it's um. I, I've calmed down a lot though. I mean, the older I've gotten, I've, <laughs> I I know that thing. I hate her. Like, and you know what makes it so bad, though? I got banned for something that I didn't even do. And it's not even that I got banned. I decided not to ever go back because of what happened. Like, I was um, I was helping my friend with an event. I had been real cool that whole time. The uh, chick who was the girlfriend or the owner or whatever was tripping about her fucking plants. About us moving her plants. First off, it's a dark-ass um, bar. They're inside plants. They need light. So there was no light coming in anyway. So we're trying to move it in an area where it's getting light. I'm trying to help your ass out. But the minute she called me a bitch, something just it snapped. It took for my friend Des and for Cool Breeze. Cause as soon as they heard that bitch slip out and they both looked up and they was like, oh shit. And they both grabbed me. And I was like, and I remember, no, I don't remember. Somehow my leather jacket just came off, but I was so calm. I was like, I just want to talk to her for a second. Uh, just let me talk to her. Tripping. Y'all bad. The other half of I mean, I could be real cool until I'm not cool. But the, like I said, like the thing with me is that you want to catch me when I'm yelling and cussing you out. You don't want to catch me. When I'm smiling and you cussing me out, and somehow my jacket just come up because that's a whole nother level of a bitch blacking out. And I, I did that shit with my brother one time. I'm talking about my brother was acting reckless at one of our family barbecues. And he said something to my dad. And this was after my dad had his heart surgery or whatever. And I remember him like trying to push my dad. My dad, my dad a tall, big ass nigga. So he like, you know, but he had just had heart surgery. And my cousin said, you were in the house and you swung open the door and you leaped off of like five stairs and you just ran up on your brother. It was like, bitch, and just like, I was like, I don't remember this. 
I don't remember this. But you that's right. It was like I just I blacked out, and and not to say that you know mental health isn't real, but so is this uppercut. All I'm saying is, is that just don't please whatever you do, don't ever get me to a point where I'm just like da 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 jumping off the of stairs and shit and rolling over. Yeah, I I hate him. I saw him walking past Starbucks over here in Southfield one day. I started to pick him up, but I had somewhere to go. I felt so bad. I was like, I look, we we are literally neighbors. Like I'm over here off of Providence and Coach House. Good. Right there on 10 yep, yep, right over there. Well, nine mile ish. So I'm like right, right before you get to the old Target. Um, I mean not Target, Kroger, and and Kroger, that bitch yeah. is the devil too. That new Kroger that just opened. Oh, that bitch all the time. All the time. All the time. It's like you niggas think Target is fun. No, go to this Kroger. Kroger fun. Like grocery shopping is fun. It's like, fun. I didn't realize that until like. Listen, I I love the new Kroger. I love how clean it is. Every time me and my husband go, first thing he grabs is that sushi. So first thing he uh, get is his sushi. Um, sushi there straight, but it's a whole sushi spot up the street, like on on Nine Mile. Mm-hmm. Like, Tie Five. Oh, Tie Five. You know what? No, I normally go to. It's a kosher spot, and it's called Crave. Crave something. And they make a sushi roll. It's called Three's a Company. What's all on there? Um, it's a spicy crab California roll. On top of it is a smoked salmon and more crab on top of it. And eel sauce and spicy mayo. I can't eat the salmon right now. And I've been craving this damn sushi roll for like the last nine months. I might come sushi roll after this. It's it's the best damn sushi roll I've ever had. Even like aside from the sushi roll at this place called Mangoes in Dearborn, that's the hookah lounge. Good ass sushi. Oh, and um, what's that sushi restaurant? It's in Ferndale, and it's like right off the corner of Woodward. Um, you are some bullshit. And in you and um you ring a cure something like that but yeah they got some good sushi too so yeah yeah it's about like the disco um club or some shit in Ferndale yeah they got some they got some dog ass sushi but yeah crave uh the culture spot like it's hands down the best sushi so I'm gonna try to work something out like hey can y'all give me a spicy California roll without the salmon or some cuz I need that even before I pop out baby girl some that should be your uh, celebratory mother meal. Listen, I'm getting a bottle of champagne. Of course. Oh, I'm getting man. a blunt. And uh, yes, probably some sushi. Absolutely. Because I, I hope this girl come out early. That's all I'm praying for. Because she literally, her due date is a week before my birthday. Oh, man. Man. 
seriously. I was like, first off, I was like, I love my child, but this bitch better not be another Gemini. I can't, I can't do me, myself, and I in the house. Okay, I can't have two of us. I can't have two of us. No, no, she, she's more closer to Taurus territory, just because of a procedure I had to have done in the middle of my pregnancy. And my doctor said, once they take my stitches out, there's a possibility I can go into labor, like right after. So I'm like, oh, bitch. And that's in April. So, okay. So she might be a tourist. She might be bullheaded. I can do that. She might be bullheaded. That's cool. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But then if she come out early, I'll be able to go to my niece's wedding at the end of May. Pop a bottle for my birthday. I'm going to have to pump and dump. I'm gonna have to pump it up. Cause it's gonna be some some cognac somewhere in that breast milk, okay? I'm gonna have to pump and dump, my nigga. <laughs> you want a libation? <laughs> my child gonna be feeling good, like having that time all day. Shit. But yep, so but uh damn. Yeah, let, let's talk about that. Speaking of motherfucking champagne, so you heard about uh, Moet Hennessy and Jay-Z. Yeah. You know what? It is a power move. But what's so interesting about that? So I know he talks about Chris Style being a racist company. Um, they're, yeah, just a mess. So have you heard of the event Henny Palooza? No, so... Say Palooza was originally Henny Palooza. They stopped working with Henny because they felt like Hennessy um, did not. What, what's the word? They did not want to target the black community. And they actually had an issue working with Hennessy, even though that's all niggas drink is Hennessy. But. Yeah. So that's why they switched over to Doucet. You know what? I agree. I I always say Hennessy is either date rape uh, or pregnancy. Man, that shit. That shit go down the throat rough. To the fuck, <laughs> man. I know, I know women be drinking that shit straight. straight. Like, yo, you, hey, you, you got a throat of steel. <laughs> You a, you a strong bitch, okay? If you can drink that Hennessy straight. And I've seen that meme so many times. <laughs> I ain't buying you Valentine's Day gifts. You can drink your own Hennessy straight. You a strong bitch. You can get your own shit, okay? No, uh, I can't do that shit, man. That shit. Burn your, your nostrils. I like smooth shit. I be drinking whiskeys and wine and shit. Mm-hmm. Look, I got my little bar cart over there with uh little Jack, little tequila. I still got this Hennessy Black, but that's how you know this shit ain't getting drunk, because nobody drink Hennessy. I, I got a, a bottle of regular Hennessy in my cabin, and I only have it my left in my car. It's going to collect dust. I, I have never touched it. It's in there. Now, VSOP, that's good. The Hennessy Privilege. Yeah, um, Actually, you know what? I had the privilege the other day. It was pretty good. Yeah. It's, um, it goes down a lot smoother. Matter of fact, 
I used to do Hennessy Privilege and Icy's from 7-Eleven. That shit, you talk about something sneaking up on you? Because you don't taste it. I fuck with the privilege. Yes. Hennessy and Icy's. Yes. Hennessy and Icy's. Um, and it wow. has to be privileged. And we used to do that shit when I used to go to the movies. And we would sneak the Hennessy privilege in my purse. We get the Icy's. Yes. Floating. Floating. Chipotle. Chipotle, man. How about I snuck a whole buddy's pizza <laughs> in that bitch with, with the Chamberlain. <laughs> I went to see uh, what was it? A Quiet Place. Okay. The whole buddy's pizza. In <laughs> was that just recent? This was uh, nah. This was like a couple years ago. Okay. She slid the whole pizza in the purse. I was like, you gotta look, women, y'all gotta come equipped with the big purse. You have to. Like, you have to. My uh, female friends, my women friends that don't have a big purse, like, yo, like, what you sneaking into the movies? Right. That, like, we used to sneak Wendy's, um, pizza. We would do pizza. Uh, McDonald's, Taco Bell. Like I said, Chipotle, I knew that shit was bumping one day. Because um, somebody definitely was looking at me like... Yo, look, when I snuck that buddy, then niggas was... Niggas got sniffing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's a whole nother level of... Mm-mm. Oh, you know what? Nope, nope. Um, not not Benny Hanna's. Uh, BD's. Oh, What's... Mongolian Barbecue. Is that what it's called? Mongolian Barbecue? Oh, good <laughs> When I saw um, um, Jurassic Park, the new one. Yo, like, do you know how much food you can get at the Mongolia? Because you essentially made that shit. I'm talking about a nigga seat was smelling like garlic the whole night. My brother and my man's will have competitions to see how much food they can fit in that low ass bowl. (laughs) And it'd be crazy because, like, they will be getting like two plates of food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I swear to God, yo. Man, I ain't been there in a minute, yo. Yeah, I ain't been there since Jurassic Park came out. That was the last time I had Mongolian barbecue. That was what, 2015? That was a minute ago. Yeah, it was a minute ago. But yeah, we definitely snuck Mongolian barbecue in the movies and had that bitch smell like garlic. It was rocking, too. It was rocking. Like, who the fuck got a whole tub of garlic in this bitch? <laughs> shrimp, steak, all of it. It was good. But, um, yeah, my, my jam, it was definitely Chipotle that last time. Uh, I couldn't even tell you last time I went to the movies. And then, you know, the drive-in, it got so bad, we wouldn't even pay to go inside of the drive-in. We would sneak in from, like, the, the exit and have our food in the car. Yeah, it's like, nobody pay for the drive-in no more. What the fuck? And we knew which screen was what, like which exit and entrance was. It got bad after a while. Like it was just like, fuck you, we're going to drive in. Cool. All right, let's go get some food and boop boop. Be in that bitch. Enjoy the movie. 
I don't fuck with my car enough. I don't like my car. See, I got my Jeep and my um my top. I have a moon roof, so that entire top just opens. It's not even the sunroof. Yes. I'm coming Grand Cherokee with the moon roof. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna have that bitch baby at the latest April. Yeah, you gotta you gotta do it. I got the Jeep Liberty Sports Edition with the moon roof. I got that 2018. And um I used to stand on my chair. And just watch the movie. Cool. Yeah, that's how you knew something was wrong. Yeah, I, yeah, niggas hated me. They hated me. I had my blunt. I would smoke and just watch the movie. That's cold. <laughs> just delicious. But yep, sure enough. So Hennessy and Jay Z. Meanwhile, Duce Palooza said Hennessy don't fuck with us. So we stopped. We stopped partnering with them and switched over to Duce. Which is they ain't that Jay Z's liquor. To business, that's one thing I I agree. Um, and like a lot of people, they they always say that you know he did Damon Dash wrong, and I'm like, nah, he was just one step ahead. Uh, it it be like that. I mean, a lot of people thought Dame was the brains behind it, but she was. Like I, I gotta give Damon's credit for Jay to continuously make these moves and and get better and still be. Just so I can write a bar or two. <laughs> Might as well. Yeah, hey, ain't no wrong with that. I think, I think, I think he's untouchable. I think, honestly, I think him being a goat is pretty much cut and dry. Like, I don't really see too many people close to him. You know what I'm saying? That's a lie, for one. But even if you count passed away rappers, like, I think Jay is damn near still like head above shoulders, shoulders above everybody. Like, just from like musical content to impact, like just man, nigga go. Yeah, true. All time. Very true. Now you know what? Um, there is somebody else that might be greater than Jay Z. Dylon, 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 and Dylon. Yeah, that that was uh, definitely a power move, and um, that's even. I think that's why it's so important. Where you know we do continue to support Black businesses, and even with Black History Month coming to a close which i mean you know i celebrate black history 365 days it don't just stop you know with a month and i still 
fact that it's a bunch of bullshit that we're even acknowledging the fact that we still have a Black History Month. Yeah. So you know. Look, regardless, so they gave us a month. I'm tired to fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Just another excuse to be blackity black for no reason and, and to rub it in motherfucking faces and shit. Be extra black. Extra. I think that's really what February is for. It's to give us the opportunity to be extra black and, and to let our coworkers know, like, hey, listen, it's already been written in stone. We've gotten permission for us to do this. So but, you can't say anything at this point. But totally honest, there's a lot of black people that's not really tuned in with black history. True. You know? So you can't shirt line I started that like for Jimmy taught me I always you know I write shit out and I always got like different sayings and stuff but for whatever reason like stuff that celebrated black people or should I say I would write quotes about black stereotypes like black people need therapy too you know black women need to get paid too um black people drink coffee too like there are so many different stereotypes that I didn't realize that you know we still face on a regular. Um, my the CEO is black shirt is basically just like it's a movement for me because you know my job, well my old job, when I used to go to these like fancy hotels and stuff, and people that looked like me weren't necessarily in the same position, you know, like me or couldn't afford to stay in these hotels. And I mean, the only reason why I could afford to stay in these hotels um, was because you know my the company was paying for them. But it was a reminder that, you know, I am you and you are me. And I want you to never forget that you don't have to be stuck in the same place two or three years later. Like you can do something with your shit. Um, and I hate that, you know, I was laid off of my job because I think it was an amazing opportunity uh, not only for me to travel and meet different people, but to like network into uh, politics. But most importantly, to show black people that look like me like we can be in this position and we can be in power and we can get shit done. And that's where that the CEO is black stuck in my head. Like most businesses or, or things that have ever been created in America were created by black people. We are the Mecca of a lot of stuff. So it's only right that, yeah, the CEO is black. Like if you look up anything that you probably look up was created by a black person, you know, and so for me like that that means a lot to me and i was like you know maybe i am just gonna go ahead and launch my damn t-shirt line under Marie taught me um but that's that's like been like one of my taglines like the ceo is black and if you want to know why 
Like I'll tell you why. But um, like on some G shit was just something I I came up with and people liked it. But for me, I've, I've been trying to move away from that and really get people to focus on the CEO is black. And for them to question, well, why is the CEO black? Or who is the fucking CEO that's black? You know? But like I said, at the end of the day, you know, when we think about black history, it's our history. And also at the end of the day, any and everything that has ever been created or adopt creative is black. It's black. Like, you... There's no argument about that or nothing. Like, Jack Daniels, black. KFC, black. <laughs> KFC is black. And I don't mean because black people eat that shit all the time. A black woman created the fucking recipe. For sure. And never got her credit. Jack Daniels is named after a black man, but he never got his credit That's for creating crazy. this damn whiskey. Like... I didn't even know that. Yes, the GPS. The reason why bitches can find their niggas is because a black woman created the GPS. I, I didn't know that either. Yes, like, the CEO is black. Like, anything you touch is black. It's black. Right. <laughs> it's, it's really no going around it. I bet you there's somebody on Instagram that created this shit that's black. Watch and watch their ass knock me out of my live in like two seconds just as I said that shit. But I am pretty sure somebody at Instagram that came up with this shit is black. <laughs> like any any type of creative endeavor, any anything that has to do with creativity, you should automatically associate it with black people. Like we are the mecca of a lot of shit. Pretty much, you know. Um, niggas gotta just understand that, you know what I mean. And they don't take credit from our shit, regardless. I think people, they they need to know. Like that's what I was saying. Like, like, like this is an excuse to teach people, you know. And not even just black people. White people gotta know. Yeah. Like, so, and it's and it's not to say that I'm anti-white or anything, but. Something about being pro-black, what people have to understand is that, like, the only reason why we're enduring what we've been enduring for all of these years is because we're the most feared race. And we're the most creative race. Who doesn't want to be like us? We're a threat. We're a fucking threat. You know, so, yeah. You know, when people, like, what up, what you doing? The CEO is black. And that's that's it. That's all I got. To the CEO is black. Don't don't ask me nothing. Else. So I don't know. Like, like I said, February is just the month for me to be black. Yeah, you you've been extra black this month. I've been um looking at your stories and stuff. But like I said, I I look at them because they make me laugh. So I be needing that extra pick me up. I was like, let me. I I I having that effect on a lot of people like <laughs> like like even like the good morning bitch ass niggas but love. but that's the thing like that's that's what all right that's what gets the day started as soon as i hear the good morning bitch ass nigga is always a message behind it and it's like yeah. all right so it's time to get that day started i think last year was just like look i'm gonna start practicing consistency with things 
Because, like, I was really just trying to get a tap and learning myself. And I'm like, let me just try, like, being consistent with one thing. One thing. And I post this shit every day. Every day. <laughs> Faithfully. But then it was like, I had heard some shit. Like, I think it was some shit my dad said last year. And I was just like, yo, I'm going to put that up there so they can see it. And I was like, damn, I don't want to just be calling niggas, bitch-ass niggas every morning. Like, let me just put something in there. They can see it. And it was like... Like, people really be looking at it every day and just be like, damn, like, that shit really helped me. Yeah. The silly shit I put in there, like, when I get the chance, like, I ain't really think that shit really helps people. people. It it does. Like, like I said, I, I, um, shit, I'm still in search of a therapist. I've been in search of this motherfucker, like, the last four or five years or so. So, for me, you know, you, you have, like, your devotional, like, some people read a daily word or something like that. And I mean, I'll, you know, I'll do that every once in a while, but like your story is like my daily worry. Like that's how I get my day started. I'm like, all right, what the fuck the essence post today? Good morning, bitch ass nigga. All right, that's time to get the day started. Let's do this. You know, Let, let's get it in. So I do that and then I'll check my emails and listen to my Jill Scott uh, Pandora station and clean up the house and just get shit, you know, in order with my manuscript and my uh Jim Marie Tommy brand. But yeah. Yeah, it's it's it is a literally a thug motivation for for people like us, you know? And and it's it's refreshing because sometimes you don't always want to look at a whole bunch of serious shit. Like the news is depressing. Facebook is the most depressing platform. Like I hate going on that bitch. I don't even have a Facebook. Like I just, Good. Don't get one. I couldn't get it cuz like I was talking to a chick when it was like really the crazy she was like fine on motherfuckers. Like, and I'm like, like I don't even want to be a part of this because like you gonna get the sponsor. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. I the only reason why I have my Facebook is because, um, because my Jimmy taught me is a business page. It has to be connected to Facebook. I, but I got a, I got a, I got a business page on my Facebook that's linked to this, so I can do my promotions. Yeah, I don't. I should go on there just to see, but I, I usually I only got it just to do the pro- promos on here and shit. Yeah, and you know, and you'd be surprised how many people actually send you a direct message under your business page, and you don't check that shit, and that's what happened to me. Like people will see my story from Instagram and respond on Facebook, and I'm like, I just want y'all to know that I never see this shit. So just come, come on Instagram. I. I Niggas probably think I'm ignoring them being fake. Like, nigga, I don't see this shit at all. I never see it. Nah, my my uh shit really be Twitter though. Like, I I can be on there. Twitter and Instagram, like, man, like, I don't know. Twitter low key really a guilty pleasure. My sister, my sister and my mom love Twitter. My mom, she has a, a better following than I do. Like on Twitter, just talking about shit and people really be liking her shit. And I'll be like, Mom's is lit. Yes, on Twitter though. On Twitter. Instagram, not so much. Her and my dad be posting pictures of their nostrils. Like, like one picture, they got one picture at Shane Park. They both look high as hell. I was like, listen, uh, I'm gonna have to work with you on Instagram. I think Twitter is your platform. We just gonna let you stay over there. Instagram ain't it for you, baby. It, it ain't it for you. But you know, old people, they they don't know how to take pictures anyway. So when they do selfies, <laughs> nigga got the phone all the way down here. My dad, he finally got an iPhone. 
and he FaceTimed me and the shit was like all of this. <laughs> uh, both my parents don't know how to work their home and man, that shit. I remember, I want to say last year, like my parents worked. They literally both got phones on the same day. I had to fix my dad's shit and my mama called me. I had to go all the way over there and fix her shit. Like the same day. I'm like, I can't believe this. Nobody knew how to do the shit. They be all in their phones, like. Your mama was like, stuck in that Bermuda Triangle water. That's what happened. Shit. Okay. I can touch the water. I listen. I'm curious now. I might look that up on YouTube. You know, YouTube got everything, or or TikTok or something. That's like the new black market. That's that's definitely a TikTok video. Somebody gotta be under the water, like. Oh my God. Somebody. Bullshit. Yeah. Apparently, TikTok is like. Like, if you want to get some information now, like, they done move that shit from Facebook to TikTok. I only got TikTok because a lot of people have TikTok and they be sending me TikToks. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> I'm like, let me just download this so I can see. But it be some informative shit on there, but, like... That's girl, where you I get your news from, yeah. I just never open that up. Yeah. See, yeah, um, I'm, I'm learning TikTok is more informational. Facebook, somebody gets shot on Facebook every other day. Like, I'm seeing RIP messages, like, literally every two or three statuses. I'm just like, I can't take this shit. Because a lot of the couple homies I know, they be like, yo, I need the social media cleanse. And I delete the apps. And, like, I, I know some people just delete their whole account. But I'll just be like, look, man, I just... I just make sure my algorithms ain't showing no crazy shit, like... <laughs> like yeah, true. Crazy shit, I'ma cut it off, bro. I feel like if it's fucking with me, I just cut it off. Like, yeah. That's how, um... It, it almost got like that for me, like, to the point where I had podcasts for, like, six months. And, you know, mostly, like, the promotion you do is on Instagram and stuff. And since we were, like, in the middle of a pandemic, uh, I mean, I have an email list, but... After a while, it became too much. And it, it got to a point where I was like, I wouldn't even go on Instagram. I wouldn't have a desire to go on Instagram. I wouldn't want to post anything. I wouldn't want to see anything because it was so much happening around that time. And unfortunately, it was stuff happening to, you know, friends and family members and even in my family. And I was sick, like, for about two months. And it wasn't even COVID. Like, it was who knows what the fuck it was. But yeah, it, it does. It you get to a point where you actually do have to do a social media cleanse, and I've even like limit how much time I spend on Instagram just so it won't cloud my brain and stuff. Like I'm like I gotta read a book, I gotta I gotta listen to a podcast or, or do something else. I gotta watch a Lifetime movie. So yeah, instead of getting bullshit off of Instagram, I'm just go ahead and watch a murder mystery on TV. You know, shit like that. Balance, balance. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, the last book. Um, okay, so what's so jacked up is that I actually did like a reading challenge last year with the Goodreads app. My goal was to read about 12 books, and I can read 12 books, I just didn't feel like it after a while. I think I stopped at like five. Um, but uh, Phoebe Robinson, and I actually I bought this book um, a couple of days ago, but I haven't started. But I was reading this book. 
and it's actually really funny but it's also very informative like it's not a self-help book but she's a comedian she uh she has a podcast with another lady called two dope queens and they sold it to hbo like they did a whole series and then she ended up launching her um publishing company so now she's a book publisher called tiny imprints yes yep and they're turning this book uh everything's trash but it's okay into a short film i think on freedom i don't know the platform but yeah so i i'm gonna finish this book like i can finish this book in probably like a week and a half or so if i just sit my butt down but i'm trying to get so much stuff ready before my child gets here and it's low-key driving my husband nuts because he's like you don't have to do everything at once you can sit your ass down and you know take this time and just relax and shit but you see my um i don't know if you see my bookshelf behind me Whew, that's just half of it but yeah you kind of killing me on the books right now i got i probably only have about 20 yeah and this is just you know textbooks i've collected like at the bottom those are my husband's books i have textbooks from college um those are his books the books about sex and orgasm so they ain't mine uh <laughs> i have i still got the coldest winter ever like i i found um tony morrison's song of solomon sula and the bluest eyes and i actually read song of solomon in college and I cried at the end because I felt like the way she ended the book was so fucked up but uh <laughs> she ended up doing an interview with Essence and she she talked about the ending of the book but this girl took my fucking book from my house and didn't tell me and I write notes in my book and I was very upset because I had plans on rereading that book um but yeah so yeah overall book and I never got it back yo and you know what's crazy because I highlighted my books and shit. Yep, you know, me too. And it was crazy. That my man's been asking for this book. He's like, yo, let me see this. Let me get it later. So I let him get it. And I bullshit you not. Literally the same day I go to the gas station to walk in. Oh, man. And I, I tell him, like, yo, how you, how you doing? Because I'm walking past. And he was like, how you doing, young man? I'm like, I'm good. He was, nigga, I bullshit you not. This nigga tells me. Like, <laughs> it was so random. The nigga was like, Ah, okay. Yeah, that's that's very true. Whatever you do. So, okay, like we were saying, I'm like, I don't remember this shit neither. Um, books, whatever you do, don't fuck up the roof, don't let nobody take your books that you about to read again. That shit was crazy. Like, I'm like, when that old man told me that shit, I 
I was like, yeah, I'm never gonna get this book back. <laughs> I knew it, like, yeah, but, but it is like, I got what I needed out of there, so if he can keep it, he'll learn. I mean, that's great. But I felt like, damn, like, Ain't read the damn book. No, I um, what I was gonna say is I had a book and I let somebody borrow it, and their mom may have thrown away the book because they didn't like the actual book, and I was very upset because it was a good book. Um, but I mean, I bought that damn book and it was twenty dollars. So I was very pissed off. But um, I ended up rebuying the book and rereading the book again. I want to say last year during a pandemic, and it was just as good. And it was it's a an author. Yeah, he's from Detroit. His name is Terrence Dean. Now I'm I don't want you reading the book. It's called Hiding in Hip Hop. But um, it was good. That's all I can say. It was good. But honestly, what's funny is that when I was younger and I read it, it had more of an impact. So the older. I became and I read it again. It was more like a tell all a little bit about the music industry. And I was just like, oh, okay. Just another sassy book. <laughs> I'll take it with her. Like, I'll be self help. I got a lot of books. Uh, just like little, little, like. Music, so, like, I, I try to research it. I got. Well, like I said, you see my collection. Um, I still got a dictionary from when I was like six. Yeah, because, I mean, like I said, I can read you, but I'm not going to read you today. That's that's a, a, a private conversation. But, I, I listen, I can read some Zodiac signs. But that's also because, too, it's just, you know, me spending time with people and learning about their traits and stuff. Um, okay, we do have a question uh, from Kasha says what's a good book that both of you would want to read right now that you would recommend um you want to go uh yeah i'll say uh okay um uh we were just talking about this book by uh I forgot her name, Phoebe, and I need to finish the book. Everything's trash, uh, but the, but it's okay. That's a good uh, suggested read, and then I'll let the essence uh, tell me what book he wants to read overall. Um, hey, Ryan, I ain't seen you in a long time either. Uh, I 
war grievance. Ah. Uh, this is a. I think. I think this is a required book for everyone. I yeah. The four agreements. Read this book at least one. Um, then I have uh, the power potential. Basically, tapping into yourself. Basically, this is a really good book. Um, it's basically just you know, it, it, it talks about how people kind of hold themselves back and um, basically got to understand like your potential energy and what you can do. And once you tap into that, you can pretty much do anything you set your mind out. And the last one is the obstacle is the way. Okay. This is a really good book as well. Basically, it's it's pretty much straightforward. It's telling you like, look, you gotta go the hard way. You gotta uh, if you don't, you you know what I'm saying? You you really not learn anything. You really not gonna get better. So the obstacle is the way. This is a real good one. And yeah, the timeless art of turning trials into triumphs. I know it's in reverse, but yeah, those are three books I feel like are really good, but if I had to pick one of the four agreements, I think everybody on earth should read this book. Okay. I think it's a requirement for life. I'll definitely add that to my um, Amazon list, and I've been going around that book too, the four agreements. I've, I've heard that book a lot. Please get your brother. What's up, uh, what's up, mom? DJ Wish. <laughs> Get your brother. <laughs> this is the second time. He gonna say he can't read. Those are uh, those are some of my go-to books. Like the four agreements, I, I I go back and read a couple times. And, and then the, the one book I let my man get that I never see again is a good one. Uh, the seven uh the seven keys to spiritual success. That's a really good book. So I think that's a required book as well. Okay. Okay. Cool. I'll add that to my book list. Um, I I literally just said that you know the book I read I just need to finish it that's all. Um, that's and um for anybody else that has any questions don't be afraid to put them in the uh question bubble at the bottom. We're doing Q&A right now. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, it's all in your head. Get out of your way. Oh, damn. So you mean there's a book that you need to read and I was just telling your ass that... <laughs> Let me sip my tea. Mm-hmm. I, I into it yet because I, I just started reading The Alchemist. So I'm going to finish the slide on here. Let me get my reading in when I can. Got to, got to. I um, my husband, he's so funny. He has literally been listening to the audiobooks, the Fifty Shades of Grey series. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he keep telling me he was like, it's so good. Like, cause first his twin brother was listening to it, and then he sent it to his twin brother on uh, Audible. He was like, no, it actually really is a good book. Like, it's a good series. So, this nigga started watching, like, all four of the movies. I'm just like, okay, this nigga lost his mind. And then for Halloween, he was the guy from Fifty Shades of Grey. Listen, we had a kid's birthday party. They asked him. Oh, no. (laughs) It was was my, uh, my niece's Halloween party. But I was like, what the fuck did you tell these people you were for Halloween? Uh, Christian from Fifty Shades of Grey. 
I'm like, know. you cut the fuck off, bro. You can't go with me nowhere else. Yeah. You can't go with me nowhere else. Like, dead ass. But, but yeah, like, so. I, I try to, uh, I try to hit the bookstore up, like, at least once a month, get something. You know what I'm saying? Because it don't take long to read these books, but. No, it doesn't. So busy with this house and shit. I, I ain't even really made time for me. Like, I, like I need to get in the studio, like, too, so, I yeah let, let's let talk about that so i know we you know we're on the topic of business and bullshit and you know we've been talking a lot of business we've also been talking a lot of bullshit too and um when is the new music coming out because i mean i already told you that i needed uh the gray area on vinyl i've been looking in the shit i can i can make that happen i can make that happen and i'm just gonna be real with you i don't say that about too many EPs or albums so when I request like that shit on vinyl that means I can listen to it the entire way through yeah I, I can make I really took my time and crafted that project like and I know it's like a lot of people telling me it's a oh, man it's short but you know what I'm saying it just leave them one and more who cares I, I think a lot of people see that when they listen to that project um as far as new music I got a bunch of shit in the can like uh, my man's wish like he hear everything. Like he technically my A and R, but uh, man, I got a lot of shit in the can. But um, I know the pandemic kind of like slowed a lot of shit up too. But um, I had a, I was gonna schedule a session today, but it was like I don't know if I want to do your pod today while I'm at the uh, at the studio. Studio, cause I'm like I couldn't give you like attention and shit. <laughs> Where's my snare? I need my snare. I can't. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where's my snare? My Where's snare? my snare? <laughs> yeah, but then I got, I got about 20 joints already just chilling. I'm, I might, I'm going to try to get two projects, but the next project I'm definitely working on is a project with my producer, Beta. Okay. Um, <laughs> my brother, I wrote tracks. <laughs> but yeah, I got a project with my producer, Beta. He, um... He, he producing all the beats, doing all the mixing and shit, man. And I, I feel like... Like, at the start of the year, my uh, New Year's resolution was to just, like, all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. He's so irritating. Like, get him off the stage. <laughs> nice hoodie, bro. <laughs> but uh, his resolution for the year was just, like, yo, man, I got to show people how dope Beta is. Yeah. Like, he made, he made last day on um on the grave. Ah, okay. Okay, so he doing all the beats on the next project. So... I got a title for it. I'm, I'm not ready to drop. I'm not ready to roll out, but like, like I'm gonna hit the studio, record up a couple more joints, and I'm gonna say all oh, March we are gonna start doing visuals. I might, I'm gonna go back and do visuals for the gray area too, cause I missed out on a lot of shit. Yeah. There. Um. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to get that shit, cause I literally, I think I said that one of my favorite songs was the gray area. Like, I was like, yeah, that's that's definitely one of them, and um. Rick or scale. <laughs> Rick scale. Yeah, Rick or scale. Yep, yeah, that that's my jam. That's my jam. So uh, I need you to. As they feel, so I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna shoot some videos from the gray area. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with shooting some, some of the new shit. But I just feel like look, it's, it's all content. You know what I mean? Like, and I like whether or not they heard any of the joints from the gray area, the visuals are gonna go back to see it too. So. Um, yeah, like we're gonna start 
pretty much dedicate March to shoot videos. Oh, good. Okay. Well, you know, I like the animation, even like for the album, um, just announcing, you know, the promotion for the album and stuff. Like I said, like I um, low key was like, damn, I'm gonna have to copy off of the essence as far as like visuals go and shit for my podcast because it's edited kind of sweet and uh i was like uh nigga who who are you using for your shit because and then i mean because i'll create like i don't know if you saw the intro for my youtube channel g marie taught me but i created that shit and then like i started creating intros for people and i just stopped but i was like yeah i can kind of thank the essence for that right so if i hadn't heard about that you know so, so yeah, mini plug. Thank you, my nigga. Yeah, that was that was Jada who came up with the animations at first. Mm. Hit me with it. Actually, I don't think I really touched on this, but the cover I actually made from scratch. Like I like that. I like it. it. That was like that wasn't no Photoshop. That was nothing. I, I really just I just took a picture. I had my brother take a picture of me downtown. Like I think I might have been like at the belt or some shit. Okay. Picture of me real quick. Did like a little mini photo shoot that day. And what happened was I was gonna get somebody else to do the cover, but he really sent me back some complete bullshit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, was, I was mad as hell. I was like, like, what the I, fuck is this? So like ship was winding down, baby. He be doing the mixes because he loved mixing. So I'm like, man, he mixing this shit crazy. He got so many mixes. So I'm like, I gotta get a cover. Dog not giving me what I want. So I just went to my phone. I was just looking at a scene, that picture. I was like, damn, this shit hard. Like, mm-hmm. So I was just looking and thinking of shit like, like great shit. And I just was like, I took it. And I went to like fucking Michael's, got some cardboard paper. Oh, wow. Duct tape, because that was great. And then I was just like, oh, damn, I can make it like duct tape because it's like I'm stuck in the gray area. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. deep as fuck. You are a I'm cancer. Gonna... Oh, my gosh. I, um, the parental advisor sticker, I got that off of, uh, I had this We Are Young Money album. I'm like, I never listened to this because I didn't like it. I cut it off, put it on there. And shit, that was all, that was all like arts and crafts for that shit. But so, it looks amazing. Like, I mean... That's the thing about being, like, a creative and really um, getting into your creative bag. Like, I was having a conversation with my husband's uh, twin brother just about, you know, using what you have and just making something out of nothing. And, you know, black people, we make something out of nothing. Like, we can literally pull some scraps and and shit and create something so amazing. And, obviously, if you would have never told me that, I would have thought, okay, a graphic designer design you know this cover but that's that's amazing that's talent like that's when you want the shit so bad like you're willing to do anything and and come up with anything to create something that's art and it's normally the shit that you don't think is gonna be like super amazing ends up being something monumental like if you look at my um my g marie taught me cover art that was a picture i took in cincinnati when i was on a work trip and i had the flu laying in the bed with my iPhone, playing around with angles and lighting. And that literally became like my signature Jim Marie taught me um podcast cover. And you know, like with the hand cover and the face and stuff with the G. And it's like it's literally because like I always felt like my show was always unscripted, unfiltered, and unapologetic. And a lot of people always kind of left the show like, damn, I never thought somebody would actually talk about that shit. Or better yet, I didn't think somebody would say that shit, you know, but she said it, you know, so 
yeah literally like you can create something out of nothing and that's and that's dope like i i love it i love the album cover damn I went to the Kinko's across the street. <laughs> watched it up. Wow. I'm like, yeah, like, That's creative crazy. as hell. Like, what it ended up happening was, like, I was going to get my man, my bro, Ralph, to do it, but he was so swamped with work because he, like, graphic designer. Like, that's his shit. That's, like, that's really creative. I like that. I like how original and authentic it is. And I wouldn't even thought about that, like, you know, the duct tape and being stuck in the gray area. Um, that's deep, you know, but that I like how, you know, your album is able to tell a story even with just the cover art. And that, I think that's something that's missing in music, especially in hip hop. The art of storytelling is so important. Like it's people literally just throwing shit together and just putting out music and it's fucking trash, trash ass music, trash. In a microwave. Mix and master, and that's important too. You gotta, you gotta have an ear for music. Niggas don't know how to mix. Yeah, so it's so easy to just take your music and put it on SoundCloud and shit. Nah, you know. Yeah. We where it's just like our attention span goes so fast that like a nigga puts some shit up, and if it, if it sounds hot to. Don't be like Chris Brown and put like 32 songs on one album. Mm-hmm. He blessed me to come in the studio. 
studio and it's just like man and I was like I, I don't want to squander his resources and shit and I, I feel like the music we make it's, it's really been like on some steel sharp deal type shit cause mm. give me a beat I go crazy on it and he get even colder and I gotta get even sweeter and you know what I'm saying it's just you gotta yeah had that uh that yoke going especially being um a, a lyricist like that like i said i there aren't too many hip-hop artists that i listen to and listen to their eps all the way through i cannot stand your brother i can <laughs> um but I, like i said i noticed that you really take your time when it comes to honing in on your craft and um I was like, this nigga really probably think I'm a groupie, and I'm not. And I'm just like, no, I just know good music when I hear good music. And, you know, I mean, but it's, it's not too many people out here that's actually making good music. And, like, music to the point where you can put that shit in the same category as the Tribe Called Quest, Talib Kweli, uh, the old Kanye, because I ain't fucking with the new Kanye. Um, you know, Outkast, like, that, that type of music. Kendra Lamar, like, actual lyricists and writers um and and one thing about being an artist is that you know you have to be involved in every aspect of your business and your craft and and i respect that you literally just came up with you know uh like kind of like an arts and craftsy type of thing album but then that's your your thing so when people see that shit whether or not you're on the album they know oh that's the essence like that's his album you know because um, i feel like the message I was trying to convey with the gray area was so personal to me. So when it got to the point where it was like, I felt like I had no other option but to make my cover myself. It was like, that's a no-brainer. Like, you know, like, this is really close to me. Like, the, the gray area, initially, like, when I created it, I was talking to myself. Mm. A lot so, um, I felt like it was just, it just made sense well, as I was creating the cover. You know what I'm saying? And, I look at my whole shit as art. That's why I'm like, all right, I didn't want no words on the cover, which I probably never put no words on none of the covers. But, like, I'm like, I just wanted to convey me and that beat. Like, what do you see? Like, do you see the duct tape? Mm -hmm. Wrap the round in a certain way. And I was just like, I wanted it. I wanted it to be dope. Like, like define me and define the project. And I feel like when you look at that cover, you get a sense of, like, all right, what's, what to expect? Yeah. Yeah, what um what's the the first line? What if money can rain from the sky? That's the shit that I envision. Yep. I was what like God, that's the shit that I envisioned. Yep. I was like, damn, that was therapy. It was made like me that. think about that real quick. I like I didn't even you know how people like be like into the beat and shit, and then you hear that and you like Damn, that got personal real quick. <laughs> that won't get a lot of people. Um no, like for real. Like I remember one day sitting in the car listening to that shit, and I felt a thug tear come down. I was like, "Oh god damn, who in the car with me? Jesus?" Yeah. <laughs> it's the sense, like yo, because it was just like, man, I feel like at a time like niggas just was like, like niggas was trapped in a sense of like, I don't want to say like impoverished, but it was just like, man, niggas need bread. Like, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's just that, that's that first and part, I feel like. Because the idea of the gray area is basically like you're stuck in the middle. Like, you don't know which way you want to go. Yeah. You go up, good or bad. That's it. But it, 
just like for niggas in the inner city of the D, it's just like that initial spark is just like, alright, I need to breathe. <laughs> like, so my thought was like, alright, how can I convey this? Cause like I'm a I'm a storytelling guy, like naturally. So it's like how can I convey this to like paint a picture? Yeah. That's when you know you're on to something. It's not because it's out of arrogance or anything. It's like, like, damn, like, I feel like somebody is talking to me, even though it's my voice. You know, I, I can feel that shit on a spiritual level. And that's that's kind of where I was at sitting in my car. And it came on. And, like, you know, I like to listen to my music, like, just bumping my car. But I literally had to, like, put my seat down and look at the stars when I was listening to this shit one day. And I was like... Dang, I had like I've never had a song hit me like this in a while, especially um, a hip hop song that made me actually sit down and like and think about shit. And it didn't feel like you know a motherfucker was talking about some shit that he had never lived before, you know. So, man, like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get on the beat front. I'm gonna just give me, you know, what I'm saying my perspectives and shit. Like, like one thing I definitely try to do is like I don't want to tell niggas what to do. Mm-hmm. I just I'm gonna come up and just give me like yo this is what I do this yeah. what I this what I see you know I'm, I'm not gonna preach to you <laughs> like I'm not gonna like oh you gotta do this this mm-hmm. and this I'm gonna tell you my experiences this is what happened to me this is how I lost this is how I won you know what I'm saying like I'm not necessarily saying like you should do the same thing but hopefully this can inspire you That's what this show is all about. This is why I created G Marie Taught Me because, um, like, I haven't even talked about my main script that I've been writing, uh, Love Lost and the advice I should listen to my damn self. My podcast was to teach myself the bullshit that I probably should have learned a long time ago or, or mostly, like I said, the shit that I'm talking about are mistakes that I've made, lessons I've learned, bullshit that I've put myself through unintentionally and intentionally and how you ain't got to be like me you know when it comes to certain shit or you can be better than me when it comes to certain shit um but at the end of the day this is who the fuck i am this is this is what makes me me and i'm cool with it i'm comfortable with you know being in my own skin now at least i could make mistakes 
and look back, you know, from my 20s and my teens and be like, like, you know, like either Gab, you was on a roll or Gab, you was on some bullshit. And, and to be okay that, the, you know, I fucked up. Hey, I fucked up. But at least I can learn from that shit and I can move on. And I can teach somebody else what to do and what not to do. That's you know? I think that's essentially all it is. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not here to preach to niggas. I'm not here to like forcefully tell niggas, oh, you gotta do this and that. Like, nah, just, I look, this is me. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy being me. I made mistakes. This is, this is what I go through. And, um, and I, I'm, I'm trying to get a little more personal on my next project and with that and definitely on the one following. But uh, like I said, man, like I can only give me. And that's, that's, I'm not even gonna say try, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna get on the beat in front, like, I'm not say what I'm not doing. Yeah, I'm we not- definitely, we, we need more music like that, especially more hip hop. Cause like I said, I'm, I, I couldn't even tell you who's who on most of these, you know, rap songs and shit. Like, I, I'm getting the baby and little baby mixed up most of the time, but I'm, you know, I don't know none of these niggas. I don't, I don't even like listening to the radio I anymore. No. I feel like my parents was saying this shit to me when I was a kid, but it's like, man, what the fuck? What the fuck is on the radio now? Like this, this whack ass, trash ass coleslaw that you niggas is creating and shit. Because the first, what, what's the first way to eat coleslaw? Throw that shit away, and, and it just depends on who makes it. But I mean, it, it just, it really depends, like. music because the thing is is that they say you are who you attract and like your audience is gonna find you if you just keep being you like i mean you gonna come out with some you know hot shit regardless but the thing is is just to just keep being you because again like your people they're gonna find you like oh okay that's the type of shit he's on okay bet i'm rocking with him 
you know, is real, is honest. Like, even just shit like that. Like, look at you being a hip-hop therapist. You didn't even know it. You know, just out here motivating niggas. Like... Like, that's hey, that's beautiful. Even when you think nobody's listening, it's always even if you just touch one person, that's all it takes to change the it's world. Crazy. Looking at my uh I, I have at the moment I got addicted to like my numbers, just checking my numbers. And it'd be like, yo, like yeah, I had to I had to stop that shit. Stop doing I, that shit. My insights all the time. Like, I was going through some shit, so it was just, like, just that instant gratification. Like, when they say shit like that, like, that shit does. It's real. It's real. Real. I, I was guilty of that shit, too. So, I, I understand. And I got to a point where, like, even now doing a live podcast, I'm like, I don't care how many people come on here. Because at the end of the day, I'm doing something I love to do. And I know that there, there's somebody somewhere that's like, hey, I'm listening to your shit. I hear you. I feel you. And thank you for, you know, keep putting this shit out there. Yeah. And, and the people will come. Build yeah. it and the people will come. For sure. Like, man, like, they used to tell me this all the time. He's like, yo, man. He's like, it's about who gonna stand outside the longer. Who gonna stand outside and push this shit the longer. <laughs> and it's be like, yo, don't come, bro. You just gotta be out here, though. You gotta be with it. Be out here, now. And just try not to obsess over the numbers, cause sometimes you get motherfuckers on here that just be trolling. They just want, they just want to be nosy. They just want to see what the fuck you doing. That's it. Oh, like, like just checking in, like shit, man. Cause it was, like, I need a lot. It makes me good to see motherfuckers listening to shit. Nah, it's just like, like, I feel like little impact and shit. Like, damn, I got, I got a nigga in London listening to this shit, mm-hmm. or like. Somebody in South Africa, Shazam, my shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, wow, that's, you know, that's just amazing. Like, like the, I wouldn't have never thought I'd be touching people like that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I got one Korean guy Word. that follows me. Yeah, like from in Korea. And I, I was like, this nigga been following me for a while. And he was, he like comment on shit. And I'm like, oh, this a real person. Okay. <laughs> what up? What's going on? <laughs> They really be listening. Okay, Korea. All right. I ain't mad. Yeah. But yeah, like, I, I definitely have music coming. Like, there's a ton of people back. Like, yo, I got, I got joints we can. My, um, I want to say my, my thing is I want to get features, but it's just like, I be so, I be so in the zone. Like, like, mm. crazy and adult, and it's smooth and rise. But it's like, all right, let me. Let me start linking with people and see like what type of music I can make with others. And my brother, he been trolling in the comments. He owe me a verse. <laughs> like, oh, 54 every day? Yup. Yeah, he um, didn't. Let's see if he write something else on here. Right. right. Shout out to him. Joe Biden, look. <laughs> Joe Biden, love track five. We did it, Joe. We did it. <laughs> we did it, Joe. Man. Vote him off the island. I'm dead with him. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. 
it's all gonna flow. It's going to flow. It's gonna be. It's gonna get to a point where your masters is literally just going to be like a book of shit, like like the Harry Potter series or something. Like it's literally just gonna be like, oh, that makes sense now. So you have no choice but to listen to every album. Yeah, like I, I wanted to go for like the, you know what I'm saying. If, I feel like if I do a project, I wanted it to be a thing. Mm-hmm. But, like I can, I can drop music, which eventually I'm I'm gonna do because it's, it's gonna be some stuff that doesn't make the project. But I feel like if I'm making a cohesive project, I want it to be cohesive. Yeah. Like I want it to be like a thing. Like I don't want it to just be a collection of songs and like here, you know. Yep, seven. That's number. That makes sense. I like that. Man, I can't believe we are actually almost at the two-hour mark. We good conversation, even in spite of me like not having much to talk about um, today. This was good. This was good business and bullshit. And I know I had you on the show before for a uh, date for dummies, and that was such an amazing series. And I know I'm bring that back eventually too. Gotta bring that back. Like, yeah. I got stories since the last. Okay, so okay, good. So we definitely gotta bring Dating for Dummies back. Um, I just did a series with my homeboy uh Train Freeman, um called Busted, separating the artistry from the act, and we talked about that. Uh I think that was last week and we had a good conversation about that. And he's uh he's a musician also, a hip hop artist, and he has some really dope music. And he's kinda like he when it comes to um honing in on his craft and not just releasing shit for the sake of releasing it, like he wants it to all make sense. So definitely definitely but where can we find you on social media if we want to connect if we want to listen to your music all of that shit um so you definitely can follow me on instagram at the dot essence um i'm on spotify um i'm on everything but my name is the essence it's spelled t-h-a-e-s-s-e-n-c-e Don't do that. 
I've been doing my uh, crib and shit. And we use like Gorilla Glue spray. Like, ever since the Gorilla Glue girl popped up, I've never seen the spray. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like people are buying it. Yeah, I've never seen the spray either. And you know what? Where she fucked up, there is a Gorilla Glue, but it's not spray. It's like in a bottle, it's gel. And it's like Gorilla something, but it's not Gorilla Glue. If she went to Home Depot to get this shit, then her, that's her fault. All this shit is her fault. That's all I got to say. She definitely didn't get that shit out of no fucking regular ass store. You couldn't have went to Target. She definitely didn't get that out of no Target. (laughs) Fucking Gorilla Glue Spray. So, at this point, low-key, I don't even feel bad for her. I think she, she, I mean, she didn't deserve to go through what she went through, but let's call it a lesson learned. Bet you won't do that shit again. You'll read. Reading is fundamental, my nigga. Spray adhesive. Like, why would you even put adhesive? If you don't even know what adhesive means, that word big as hell. Like, why would you put If you can't spell it, don't use it. If you don't know what it means, don't use it. That's crazy. It's sad. It's sad. Well, all right, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today on G Marie Taught Me. This is always, always great company with the essence. And you can find me if you want to find me on Instagram, Facebook. Um, I am on Twitter whenever I want to go on Twitter at G Marie Taught Me. That's G M A R I E T A U G H T M E. Um, you can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Or you can click the link in the bio um, on my Instagram. You can actually get the link to the show directly of the podcast. I will keep the live up for a little while, but I also have a pre-recorded show. So you can check that out on um, any streaming platform, pretty much. And yeah thanks again man i mean it's been real it's always been real we definitely gonna bring back that dating for dummy series so i'm gonna let you know for sure when we when i bring that back i'll definitely give you a call again and um we'll politic from there but this has been your unscripted unfiltered and unapologetic realness i am g marie and we are signing out peace